Welcome to the SCOM podcast. This is our security and compliance podcast created by Quarter Cloud. I'm Kelly and I work at the marketing department. And I'm Phil from the technical team. And we're going to take you through all our technology in a really interesting way. Phil Talks Technical, where I keep it lighthearted with a selection of exciting guest speakers. Let's delve in. So this episode, we're actually just talking, me and Phil, and about how what we've been doing internally to make sure that we practice what we preach um, and how Phil and his team and collectively as Quarter Cloud, we have just passed ISO accreditation and Cyber Essentials Plus and what that means. And um, actually, we've some, seen some things on social media and people's opinions. So we're just going to kick it around today and see what kind of that looks like. So Phil, talk us through why we did it. What was the point of us doing it? Why Why did you think when you came in as the CTO, oh, that's actually something we need to do? Because it isn't a small task, is it? Definitely not a small no. task. <laughs> Took several, well, lots, lots of months of additional work. But um, obviously the reason that we did it was we kind of, as you say, we wanted to show our customers that we practiced what we preached. And basically, I mean, obviously the way that we're securing ourselves is using the products that we sell. Yeah. Um, and obviously these products are what, align different customers that we work with to allow them to pass these accreditations and it was like when I looked at things I was like hang on we are actually doing what we should be doing but you know we perhaps haven't written it down correctly in the places that we should so it was about kind of making sure that those controls were in place and again you know customers now we need to make sure we give them that assurance that we are we're doing those things ourselves and obviously because we're dealing you know with that cyber security world and we kind of want to make sure that we are protected um so obviously so obviously when i came in um the two that we were talking about were the cyber essentials plus yes and the iso accreditation um obviously we started off had a bit of a look and i first said okay yep the security we've got in place is good um you know we've got as people would have you know the obvious things like second factor we've disabled insecure parts of our office 365 to make sure that you know that's secured there's some basic things you just settings because out of the box you know, there's some things that definitely need changing on that. Yeah, which we've learned a lot about that, that you assume that a lot of things aren't, uh, you assume things are default, but they're actually not. And you need to switch things on, which that was quite eye opening for me, especially with things I just assumed was standard. So that exactly. was one part. Yeah, exactly around that. And then obviously we had a look um, and at the kind of diff- different layers of things. And I think so what we, what we started to do and when you do an ISO, the first thing you do, there's obviously the set standard about what you'd have to adhere to. Yep. The thing you start with is a gap analysis and you say, right. What have we got and what haven't we got? Okay. And as we went through, and that makes you just, you almost have to justify yourself. It's like sitting in front of a a judge and you say, right, what have I got and how do I adhere to this? And so we'd have a look through that and we were like, okay, this is pretty good. We need to sort of write the policies and procedures around it, which which I can talk a bit about. Mm -hmm. But then obviously the products that we used internally were the ones we're selling. So for example, we have a network detection response tool. Yes. Um, and we there, there are a couple of things we'll put in, which I did talk about. I'll talk about, but we obviously have second factor. We have good endpoint security. Yeah. We make sure that all our devices are encrypted. I mean, these are basic things. You know, we've even got like an additional boot password uh, pin, as well as having you know the, the chip to do the encryption with BitLocker. Okay. So we've got we've got all those sorts of things, but we did add in additional controls um, around our emails mm-hmm. because we were getting. A lot of emails, lots of impersonation emails. So we, we added some yep. controls around that to make sure that James that... is always asking for favors, isn't he? James asked for favors, <laughs> a lot um, of and favors. he asked for he asked for enough favors without the you know without the <laughs> without the unfair ones coming in. So you know <laughs> yeah. he's always wanted things to be done. Yeah. So, so yeah, that that was important. And then as we went through, it was a case of right, and the key thing that I identified was that look, and I can talk about what we put in our new offices, but is that we're 
as with a lot of people, we're, we're a remote workforce. I mean, I'm based up in Lancashire. Yeah. The office is based down. I'm like, we need something that's going to just, and this was a control we put in place. Yeah. We need something that's going to be, look, so I want the same controls if I'm in Preston or Lancashire or wherever I am, based on if I'm down in the castle or if people are working in different locations. And that's definitely a big thing that's come out of COVID, isn't it? And I know here at Quarter Cloud, we've now got flexi working. You can now be at home. You can be here, which for most of us, that's brilliant. It allows us to kind of work now fits around life as well, doesn't it? So making sure that we're secure at home, off-prem, on-prem is really or even important. In, or even in a coffee shop. I mean, Yeah, in between meetings or anything, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. So we put in a software-defined one. So basically, if I'm at home, I can basically talk to the PCs down here. Like, for yeah. example, to get to our Vector appliance, mm-hmm. I just put the URL in as, as if I was in the castle. Okay. So it's all so it's all one big one. So that works very, very well. Okay. Um, obviously, when we moved into the castle, I had experience with a previous switch manufacturer. So we put that those controls in and made sure we changed the Wi-Fi over and had yeah. all that secure. And again, the beauty of that is, again, I can get to that stuff and I can manage it either from the cloud or via our software-defined one. So again, it's, it's all very controlled and thought through. Yeah. And then, you know, as we went through that, it was a case of, right, okay, so how do we make sure that everything that we've done is working? Yeah. So you, yeah, what, what did I use? <laughs> our automated pen testing solution. So I ran that. Yeah. And again, I, I specifically did that before we did our Cyber Essentials Plus because I knew... that. Okay, so why why did you do that? What, what was your thought process of doing that? Cyber Essentials Plus, again, they're all ways to the means of different things but cyber essentials plus they do an external pen test on you yes. they'll also do, they do a check on a sampling of your pcs to make sure that you're patched up to date that you're not got anything insecure yeah and that obviously certain types of files won't be able to run i think that's a yep. sim- simplistic way of describing it okay but i mean so we did that obviously by running something like pentera um on our lan i was able to then say right okay i know that yeah. our, our pieces are secure you know like we can't if pentera really struggled even with picking up you know cracking passwords of ours so i knew that everything was pretty good in that point of view and also we didn't have any major vulnerabilities that okay. i had to worry about so, so that was good um we did have a third party tool which i used on top of windows updates as well okay the reason for that was because we're quite remote so yeah. i wanted to make sure that you know not just windows updates were going on but things like you know is adobe being patched is you know WinZip. i'm just picking random products but you know it, are the applications that we're using on our pcs being patched because you know, as we know, that's. I mean, these are all the basic things that people need to do to keep their environment safe. Yeah. Um, and then it was a case of writing all that down, really. Yeah. You know. Which I saw a lot of because we have a folder of everything that you did and how that implements affects each department and how we how we all operate because as part of it, each department got interviewed as well of how what we do to make sure that we're secure. And was quite interesting because of the, the time we did that, I was um, doing an exam, wasn't it? And, and it came up. So data is yeah. really important. The fact that it's coming up in diplomas and, um, and your degrees and things like that. So it's definitely becoming more and more. So I guess um, what would we... You pointed on the bit about policy earlier. So was there... Obviously, you tested the environment. You identified where we did have gaps and where we needed to improve. And then you wrote that all down. Was then that when policy needed to be written or when? where did the policy, what stage does that come in? So the policy, basically the way the ISO works is a, a statement of applicability and that okay. has all the parts of the standard. Yeah. And then you just basically have to say how you comply to that. Yeah. And one of the ways that you comply is by writing down what you do and referring to that document. Okay. And making sure that those controls are working and in place. I mean, for example, I mean, one of the, one of the t- things we put in place is we put, we, you know, Quarter Cloud, we've taken on new people over the last yeah. few years. 
we've put a process in place now that if somebody's coming on, there's a checklist to make sure the PC's built correctly. Right. Sounds obvious, but it's it's too easy if somebody's you know half asleep on a Friday afternoon to forget to put something on or forget to do something. Yeah, we're human. So tick it off. It's all done. And obviously those people then have an induction with us where we go through the security and what, you know, as we know, humans ourselves, we can be the weakest link sometimes. 100%. And again, with ISO, one of the key things is that, and again, I'm not an ISO expert, but one of the key things is that you empower your staff to say, look, if you see a vulnerability or an issue, you speak up and you say about it, you know. And now if people ring me up and they'll say, I've just seen this come in, what do you think this is? And I'll yeah. be like, okay, right, okay. You know, we'll but that have a look stems across that. the whole team because actually yesterday um, accounts said, oh, do we use this supplier? It's really weird. We've just had a link come through wanting us to submit the details. And I was like, oh, we, we do use that supplier from the marketing side. But I said, I don't think we've ordered anything from them for nearly two years. So I emailed them and they actually emailed back saying, yeah, we've got some problem and da, 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 please ignore it so it's actually i feel like um as a team yes, we're becoming more aware awareness. yeah more cultural like you're not burying your head in the sand you appreciate that it's down to all of us really one of us can make a mistake in any department and it doesn't actually maybe we would always go well that's down to tech <laughs> it's down to them to keep us secure and i think we're learning now that that's not the case you know from simple things of walking away from your laptop and making it sure it's locked like you know, to start with, it was like, oh, God, I've forgotten. And now it's just like yeah, na- and, nature. And simple things. Like you think everyone, everyone thinks oh, I'll put second factor on the Office 365. But we went through, I went through all of the systems that we used and yeah. made sure it was on all of them. And again, most of them had it. An odd one had been missed. It's just little things like that that need to be done. And some of those things were not critical systems. They were more like our internal HR systems and things, you know. So making sure that they they were But secure. I hadn't even considered that one. When you were like, oh, that's being switched on. Even as simple as LinkedIn. Yeah. As simple as that, when that came up and they were like, oh, you've got 2FA. And I was like, oh, I know I've got it on my personal Instagram account. I hadn't even thought about yeah. my my LinkedIn account. Like, I don't know why. And again, we, we do a lot of work. You know, obviously, 2FA is only one part of the puzzle. I mean, yes. people, there's ways that people can get. We also know we've heard of the various attacks that have happened and people can get active tickets and get in different ways. And also, we offer the tools around that. Yeah. You know, within Office 365 to monitor your environments to see if these kind of things are happening. Yeah. Um, and again, we know those work. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's key and it's all part of the puzzle. And I think that, you know, when we talk about. You know, I don't know. When we do our introduction to our, the, what we do as a company, we talk mm-hmm. about visibility, validation, governance. Yeah, they're, they're all parts of the puzzle. You know, and again, yeah. we were we were at a point in the journey where we really just had to top up a couple of things and write it down. Yeah. You know, we speak to people and they've got they've got great areas in one area, but we're like we can help in a different area. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like for example, bigger bigger organisations, as data goes into SharePoint. How do you know what's in there? What's where? I mean, again, we've got the tools to say, look, this is all the data you've got. This is where your sensitive data is. This is who's got access. You know, we made sure that we went through and intently checked everything to make sure, you know, and obviously our Office 365 environment is fully backed up, you know. So, again, I can go back. It's multiple times a day there's a backup taken. So we've got that reassurance that we can get back any files, you know. And it, and also, I think COVID has probably pushed it further of, like, freedom of sharing. Yeah. I feel like we, oh, it's, you know, I've pinged that up on the shared drive or here's the link to that or I've popped that in Teams or it's, like, I think collaboratively you share and also you probably do with outsourced partners as well. You just collaboratively put a link and you probably don't back think to, oh, who's originally had that? Or if it's like time gone by, do you think, how often do you go back and go, oh God, that person still got access to it? And it's just, isn't it? It's just like you, 
we have opened more doors and made them slightly easier for us. And again, so our, we are open, you know, we want to be able to interact with our customers as well. So, yeah. we, so we can talk to them through Teams. You know, we've opened that facility and it's great being able to talk to our customers through Teams and kind of look at those different things as well. So yeah. that's been very good. Okay, then. So I guess we've gone through it. You've done a fantastic job. We've obviously passed. If anyone was listening now and is going through it, thinking of going through it, what would you... What would you have said, oh, those are the things that, you know, were fundamental to making sure that we did the successful? What would be your best advice to make sure, yeah, that someone had did it so successfully as you did, really? And again, you know, from I'm the only person that manages our ISMS yeah. our system, but I would say that to make it actually work for you, um, in okay. that, yes, it's something you, you want to do, but for example in the system you normally have things like key performance indicators yeah and what i've done is i've just linked them to ones that we're monitoring in the business anyway yeah and I, you know like the records and the you have a management review meeting once a quarter where you go yes. through things and i've made sure that i've included things that we actually need to talk about as a business okay so, so yeah it's in line with what so we actually do really try not to use it as a tick box exercise and actually practice what you preach sort of okay. get things in correctly and again that's that's what i've done all the way through um to try and make it as and basically even if we go to a member of our staff and say, what do you think it says in the ISO about X? They'll probably get the answer right because I've I've based it on what we actually we do. We actually do. And yeah. I, and I think that's that's the absolute key thing in it. Um, and then obviously making sure that you've got a good security product set, you know, that complements and secures your business. Again, you know, every, people will know what their gap areas are, but, you know, I always think, I always think about it, right, okay, so something's happened. I'm stood in front of a judge. Yep. And I'm saying, look, we've I've done it, did, 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 did. I've put all these things in yeah. place. The judge, goes, well, you, you couldn't really do any more, could you? Yeah. You know, and it's like that's that's the kind of that's where you need to get with the ISO, and it covers things like if people are working from home or if there's a disaster, if the office is flooded, it covers yeah. all sorts of things. And again, for us, it's great because obviously, as I said earlier, we you know we've got our SD one, so basically yep. all we need to do is have a four G connection, and we can carry on working. I mean, I could be working from my car; it doesn't make any difference. Yeah. So while we've been discussing this, you've obviously highlighted that we have key products that solved quite a few elements that you needed to for the um, for the ISO and um, Cyber Essentials. Could you give us a little bit more about what they do or how they help with that, or just delve into them a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess you can start from the actual computer. Yep. So again, it's making sure that the the computer's encrypted, your firewalls turned on, you've got a good endpoint security. Yeah. You know. Make sure that the user's files are redirected, that they're backed up. Yeah. You know, these are these are basic controls to get in on a PC. Yeah. And to make sure that that device itself is being patched, updated, and maintained. So, okay. So the device itself is intrinsically okay. Yeah. And then it's down to the network that you're connecting on. And as, yep. I've, as I've mentioned, you know, for us, that can be at home, can be in the office. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we've got, um, even as a smaller company, we've got kind of a guest Wi-Fi or a yes. public one. Yep. Um, I've made it that obviously the guest one can get out to the internet, which does have some basic filtering on it, but it, they cannot root internally. Yep. So, for example, they couldn't print because they cannot get onto our internal network. Yes. Uh, and there was the, the internal Wi-Fi. Um, it can get it's exactly the same as if you're plugging in a wall port. Yeah. So having those controls in place is absolutely key. Obviously, making sure that you know a rogue person can't just plug a device on. That's no. that, that's absolutely key. So, what does happen if someone, like for example, came came in and just plugged it in? What would how how do we stop it from doing anything? Does the computer says no? Or there's there's a couple of different ways of doing it. Okay. Again, in a in a kind of enterprise level environment, we'll there's different. You'd put things like either a certificate on the device, okay, or you'd use what's eight or two dot one x. So basically, that just means that 
they they authenticate. They've got a username okay. and a password to get on. Yeah. Or there's a simplistic way of just using a MAC address, which is the weakest way of doing all those things. The okay. bit because obviously it's for people it's quite easy to spoof a MAC address, and we always tell okay. about our customers about this because. You know, and people don't really do it that way anymore. But sometimes you have to on medical devices because you don't have a choice. Right. But I mean, if I if I was going into a, a, into somewhere and I wanted to try and get on the network and see what the security was like, I'd probably prick a printer or something that looked like it might not have a user. I mean, yeah. you, you can't put usernames or passwords on a printer, but so you yeah. prove that. So you, so you make sure that you know they can't get on your network. Yeah. And then obviously, then it's a case of have a look at your firewall rules. And I remember when we put the SD one in, the first thing I got a phone call was that, that the banking website wasn't working. Uh, okay. and they were complaining that it was throwing them off um, so obviously I'd put the controls you know IPS, IDS the kind of yeah. basic controls on a firewall again as we all know that's so not that's the element that stops us going from different yeah that, that's on the address. perimeter and again I'll talk about the internal tools in a minute but that's on the perimeter and it was making sure that worked and then obviously we found that the particular banking website it was sort of jumping around Yeah. and it didn't like the fact that it looked like it was coming from different addresses and it just blocked the whole thing Okay. so I then had to put a rule in couple okay. of rules in the firewall and again it, it wasn't too many tweaks that were needed and um, but to get everything working but those, those tweaks were needed but i think that even though we've got that firewall and we've got those security controls and again it was pen tested as part of our cyber essentials plus yeah we still got the tools internally because i think that these days you kind of have to presume that someone's already got in yes because that gets i mean i think we've said it a few times on the podcast episode but now that's kind of the thing now isn't it you, like it's not it's just assume that they're already in. Assume that they're in, and you need to you need to be able to see that they're not, effectively. Yeah. And then obviously we run network detection and response tools. Yeah. And what that does is it says, look, this is what a PC normally does. This is what a user normally does. Uh-huh. And it'll obviously it'll fire up things based on threats or based on unusual activity. You know, yeah. like for example, let's simplistically say that somebody that you go in and all of a sudden your PC is scanning every single file share in the in the organization. Yeah, a bit odd. You'd be like, that's a little bit odd. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it would flag that up. And, you'd, and it'd be like, that sounds like they're doing some reconnaissance. Okay. You know, and it can be that, especially if we, I mean, now we've talked about ransomware in other episodes. Yeah. But it can be that an attacker's in your network for months before you know about it. Yeah, because people have mentioned that, haven't they? They just kind of, like, stay just, like, squirreling around for ages. And I just feel like that's, that's, that's quite scary, isn't it? You think that they could be there Yeah, they're just squirreling around. I mean, again, they squirrel around and they're just trying to elevate the privileges and see where they can get yeah, to but... and what they can do. You know, and the longer you have them undetected, the more time they've got to to do what they need to do. So, you know, that there's that, and then obviously making sure that those systems are working, as we've talked about, you know, around around the automated pen testing. Um, but we made sure that kind of those controls were in place. Yeah. And again, even down to things like you know the, our, our wireless access points. Yeah. We've got the cloud management console for that. Yeah. So literally, I go in regularly and check. Right, is there a new update out for this access point? Yeah. I can just do it from home. It takes a couple of minutes yep. for access point. Make sure nobody's in the office. Do it early one morning, yeah. um, and I update all the switches and access points and make sure they're all patched. Yeah, you know, so it's it's really just a, it's about having those controls in place, you know. And I, I think that we we very much like to use the products that we sell as well because yeah, you know, one we've already ve- we've already tested them and we we consider them to be the ones that you should use. Yeah, um, and again, as we. Always work when we look, say we're looking at a new product. The first thing we do is we try it internally. The second thing we do is speak to a customer with that issue that we've worked with before yes. that can help try it in their environment and go, you know, because we always want to make sure it does what it says on the tin. And that's very much, that's very much, we wouldn't consider ourselves box shifters no. in that regard. So it's a case of going, no, this is the product. For network detection response, we have a single product that we consider yeah. the best. 
because it's the best in that field. It doesn't try to be all things to all men, and it basically no. integrates with all the other products in a very good way. Yeah, and I think also if you finding it's working, it's working in our environment, we then get customer validation for it. As a team, and especially the sales guys, it gives them real confidence that what they're selling is, is legit and does do that you know does do what that person's yeah, asking there's and, nothing worse than someone having this problem and you kind of putting something in that doesn't quite do it like and i think we're quite honest as well aren't we if they're come to us and we're like actually what you're asking for what we've got doesn't work we can still we, we would be honest about that wouldn't we or we'd find a different solution or oh, absolutely I, I was on i was on a call uh, with a customer yesterday yeah and the customer said i'm really really interested in um automated pen testing yeah after five minutes of conversation i was like actually you're really interested in your um in vulnerability in the cloud you're you're not what you're asking for isn't really what you want you right. want you want something that's going to tell you what your external footprint looks like okay and they were like actually yeah and that other bit falls under a different team so now we're talking to them about that first right you know so again we're very much and that listen. ties into a new tool that we're looking at isn't it the external footprint yeah, and stuff. yeah. it's very quite clever um, yeah. and it kind of looks at kind of old and abandoned assets and all the things yes. everything's happening in the cloud and you know what are your vulnerabilities in that area yeah so again that's something that we've done a lot around so we've obviously gone through it now and it like we've kind of talked on earlier about it's a bit cultural isn't it and now yeah. how are we putting that and making that part of the staff and what does future look like and how do we make sure everyone stays up to date and as we know we're rapidly growing you came into the office today and didn't recognize half the faces so how do we keep that going and that momentum going and for all of us to continue caring um of making sure that we continue to improve and pass um our iso inside potentials so obviously for this for the staff we've got like a skills register as well now yeah so we don't again we've not used that as a tick box we, no. we, we put in when they've had their iso overview but we've put down all the different products yep. and different things that they might want to learn and do yeah and again we're using that as a bit of a development you know to make sure that we're kind of taking them in areas that they're interested in you know i mean again even though we're in cyber security there's lots of different areas in that and, yes. it's, and there's lots of different products and sectors that we're working in yes and again, we don't. If people are particularly interested in one area or another, you know, I'm like, let's give them the product they're interested in because yeah. you know, if somebody's interested in it, become passionate about it, and I and think it's that's very key. Isn't it? We've had people in the team that we didn't even expect to really understand certain products, right? There's yeah. ones you've gone, that's so complicated, that's going to take them ages, and you've gone, oh, actually, they picked that up quicker than I thought I would. And well, yeah, got, yeah, I was going to say, there's a member of your team. Yeah, exactly. That, even uh, in marketing, yeah. there's we're we're trying, so it's not just from a technical point. We're talking about everyone now. We're talking the specialists in our tech to our sales to our marketing, even kind of like in the ops and stuff. There's probably members of that team that have strengths and so we're we're not just talking your technical team here. We're talking across the board, aren't we? People Absolutely. are specialists in the, all the products that we sell. Yeah, and. Well, as you know, we we are now regularly, especially now with COVID, seeing each other. We're kicking it off every quarter, aren't we, with these events all together to get everyone kind of involved in that. And that's part of our training, isn't it? And how, and what how, what do we kind of do on those days to kind of make sure that we're ticking the boxes, but not so, but actually that that we are we are ticking them, but because the team cares about it and stuff like that. What kind of stuff do we we put into place to make sure that? Yeah, so, so obviously we go through all the different departments and sort of how, yeah. how we're doing and sort of that side of things, but we just also go into the different products. Yeah. Um, and what the, the key thing that we're highlighting in these kind of events is yeah. as is the kind of real strength of these products and why they, why they end up winning out. Because I think that, as we've always said, if we can just get into a POV with somebody against a competitor, yeah. we pretty much usually... I, think, I can only think of once that we haven't won out 
Yeah. And there's a lot of POVs. Yeah. Um, so again, you know, these products really do what they say in the tin. So it's really getting that across to the staff saying, look, these are complicated products, but they can be broken down into bite-sized pieces. Yeah. Going, you know, at the end of the day, you can you can have a product, you can write, you know, a 50-page white paper on what it does. Yes. Or you can give somebody six bullet points and saying this is the key areas that this particular product covers and again that's what we're trying to do so that staff of all levels understand and can have that conversation around what these products would do for you you know and the areas and again a lot of them as well can be broken down into pieces as yeah. well so yeah. you know if, if, if somebody's got a particular pain point you might think oh this product's too big but actually they can just buy this have this one piece yeah and it does what it says on the tin and that solves their particular problem oh we just try and, and that works for sales and works for marketing because we're trying to make sure that the messaging's not confused yeah if you land on anything it makes sense um and also time's short right yeah i mean who has the chance to read a 50 page white paper nowadays yeah, <laughs> I would love to send you one and say, "Can you read this?" I was going to say, I, I, "I was going to say, I've, I've got a, a, a login for a really, really good training tool, that, and I've gone and I've done a couple of training courses. I just want to spend more time in it, but it's difficult to spend, you know, to find the time for these things. And obviously, I mean, I think definitely from a technical point of view, whenever I speak to anyone, you're all burnt out. But I just think in general, anyone that's got quite a busy career, even with like, I've meant to be topping up my CPD, I've not done one module since. So that I think in general, time is precious and short for any of us so if we can maybe that's a digital age and the way things are going and hence why we're on this podcast aren't we because we're hoping that you're in the car and listening to this in your own time but we yeah we need it straight to the point don't we bite size what does it does what's the pain point Can, does it fix it yes no we want that answer pretty quickly that's exactly uh, why i was like having demos done to me when i was on the other side yeah I, I just hate it you know when people talk hours and hours about things i just like can you please get to the point and again that's the way i always do my demos it's like a case of you know get to the point what what does a customer want to see xyz okay i'll show you xyz yeah. these are also the other things we can do what do you think yeah and it's that's it and that's, that's all... a, and that's a huge strength isn't it the fact that you guys now run our demos internally you, you yeah. get it straight from our tech team and what we do yeah absolutely